Maybe I'm just nostalgic Or maybe it's truly magical I'm Andrew. And I'm Brooke. And this is the Diz Nudo Podcast. It's the first Tuesday of the month, which means producer Matt is back to read us some emails we've received and update us on the latest Disney news. But before we bring him on, Andrew, have you watched any Disney films this past month? I have not seen any new Disney films this month. However, I did watch uh, The Incredibles, Finding Nemo, or sorry, Finding Dory, and Toy Story 1. And half of the Lion King in the past month. That's pretty impressive. I watched Moana twice this past month, uh, <laughs> both times when I was coming when I was going to and then back from Chicago. Perfect. Um, I watched Pocahontas. I watched 101 Dalmatians. Mm, which version? The animated. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. And Mary Poppins, actually. Oh, very nice. Mm-hmm. Hey, Hi. producer Matt. Did you watch any Disney movies lately? Uh, so I, I rewatched The Aristocats. Uh, That's a good one. I haven't seen it forever. I was shocked how much of it I actually remember. I'm on this uh, new goal to own every Disney animated film. So I've been working my way through those. And I watched Fantasia and Fantasia 2000, uh, which I feel like those movies work better as just like the individual shorts, but like sitting and just watching two straight hours of it is like a real, real test of strength. Um, I watched uh, for the first time, I never watched uh, Mr. Toad. So I watched the adventures of Mr. Toad and Ichabod Crane. I'd always seen the Ichabod Crane part, but I never saw the Mr. Toad part. That was pretty decent. And I also watched Mary Poppins. I watched it because you sent me the text that you were watching it, and I was like, oh, damn, I really want to watch Mary Poppins. <laughs> yeah, I was working from home, and I put on some Mary Poppins to enjoy uh, joy the day. Yeah. That might have one of the most flawless soundtracks in, like, Disney history. There's, I think you say that every podcast. There's a new soundtrack that you're like, this is that, the best Disney that, soundtrack. <laughs> Mary Poppins is the best live action. Little Mermaid's the best animated. What about Moana? You were about that one, too. Uh, that's CGI. Oh, my God. You got all three covered. All right. You have there we say. go. <laughs> all right. So we've got two emails that we're going to tackle real quick. So the first email we got is from Rudy. Hi, Rudy. Uh, he said, hey, guys, nice job on the first few episodes. Brooke, you have no clue how long I've been. Al- I felt alone in my do not like Bell opinion. <laughs> oh, buddy. Uh, so a million bonus points for that. Uh, Andrew, your homework is to watch Moana already, so you can discuss it. Well, Rudy, we've done that, and the bonus episode is out now. It is. Is it out? Yeah. Oh, I haven't listened to that one. Moana was a fantastic movie. Thank you all for suggesting I watch it. You're welcome. So I just wanted wanted to say you guys should do an episode on Treasure Planet. It's definitely among the most underrated and forgotten Disney gems, so that, that just doesn't get any love. The story of its flop and what changes occurred at Disney because of it is actually pretty interesting. P.S. Here is my top 10 Disney songs. Let's hear it. Number 10, Colors of the Wind from Pocahontas. Number 10? 
Number nine. Enough. That's a diss. <laughs> Get number, out of here, Ruby. <laughs> number nine, Shiny from Moana. Yes. No. Okay. okay. I'll, I'll forgive. Where is he going with this? Because thank no. you. Shiny needs some... <laughs> Some points over here. Number eight, Rescue Aid Society from The Rescuers. Oh, Num- okay. Number seven, I Wonder from Sleeping Beauty. Number six, So This Is Love from Cinderella. <laughs> number five, Remember Me from Coco. But then he said the Spanish version is a million times better. Oh. Uh, How ethnic, Rudy. <laughs> uh, number four, In a World of My Own from Alice in Wonderlands. He said, As a Weirdo and a Daydreamer, this was my childhood anthem. Uh, number three, Reflection from Mulan. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, God, si- God Help the Outcasts from Hunchback of Notre Dame. Really? Oh. And he said, definitely hits right in the fe- in the feels of my little closeted heart growing up gay. And okay. then number one was a tie, Part of Your World from The Little Mermaid and Feed the Birds from Mary Poppins. I... It's very eclectic mix. Yeah, yeah, it's very eclectic. I would like Rudy on to explain all of those choices. That was a really interesting list. Mm-hmm. There's some depth behind that. Yep. I really like that Shiny's on there. That makes me so happy. Uh, and then the other email we got came from Crystal. Crystal. And she said, I love the theme song, and I want to know who does it. It was me. <laughs> uh, so I actually <laughs> forgot. I don't know how to properly pronounce this, so I'm going to spell it. It's C-I-E-L-E. I believe it's pronounced like Seal. Sealy. Sealy. Seal. But she is a Canadian folk singer. That I had on my podcast many, many years ago when she was recording under a different name. You had her on your podcast and you don't know how to say her name? Well, I know how to say her actual name. I don't okay. know what her stage name is. Because gotcha. she didn't have the stage name at the time. Ah. Um, but she is uh, very talented and this is a really great song, actually. So thank you. Uh, I'm going to say her real name, Chelsea. Thank you, Chelsea, <laughs> for, for doing that cover. But check out her music at C I E. L-E. She has a YouTube channel, lots of music videos and stuff. But now are you guys ready to talk about the news? Let's I'm, the I'm news. looking up her name to see if there's any way <laughs> that she says how to Check how that to out on YouTube. It. So we've got a bunch of news. I've got a giant list here. So we're going to kick it off with the fact that a new trailer for Christopher Robin came out. And I'm not sure if you guys saw it. Watched it last night. It is fantastic. So I had mentioned to you guys before that i am not the biggest like winnie the pooh fan but i know the storyline enough to like be able to watch the trailer and get it and i really love what they're doing with this i love the style of the way they filmed it and the way they did all the characters and the kind of lack of color that you would find in like the animated films yeah it's a little darker i like it i like that they all look like they look like dolls that have been around for years. Yeah, they have some age to them. They look like um, the real Christopher Robbins, like actual toys that inspired all the books. And there's some really great, uh, there's a quote that I'm obsessed with that's in that trailer. I know exactly what you're going <laughs> yeah. to say. Uh, where Pooh says, whenever I'm trying to figure out where I want to go, I walk away from where I've been. And he says, I always get there by walking away from where I've been. Yeah. yeah. And I think that it's uh, it's such a charming... It's that Winnie the Pooh element where, like, Pooh is so known for saying these things that seem like a very simple-minded, dumb thought, but they're actually very insightful. And humbling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like the Dalai Lama. Of animation or just in general, he's the Dalai Lama? Of, you know, fictional characters. He's like a little Dalai Lama. 
So you had raised a question before we started recording about Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> I, so did, should I talk about it I now? Think, I think it's worth talking about. I can bring it up when we do like our Halloween episodes, but I, I was just telling these guys earlier, I don't know why I was thinking about these two movies at the same time. I just like, it just happened. But earlier today, I was thinking of Winnie the Pooh, not knowing we were going to talk about it tonight. And I was like, it says Mr. Sanders about like Winnie the Pooh's like, you know, house. And I was like, Winnie the Pooh, Mr. Sanders, Mr. Sanders, Winnie Sanders, Win- Winifred Sanderson, the witch. <laughs> I was like, are these related? Is this some kind of callback? Like what's going on here? And Pooh is friends with children. And is he like trying to lure them in so he can, you know, have their souls and look younger? Is that what he's doing? <laughs> That's how I he's managed know. to look so good after yeah. all these years. The other big thing, so that's that's really it. So, <laughs> so like, that's that. <laughs> <laughs> let us know your thoughts at disneytopodcast at gmail.com. Uh, so Disney has released a ton of information on Pixar Pier and Toy Story Land. So Disneyland is getting Pixar Pier this summer, which is a whole section of their California adventure just dedicated to rides based on Pixar things. Hmm. And then Hollywood Studios, they're getting Toy Story Land which is an entire land based on Toy Story stuff. Uh, so some of the stuff that they release is that there's going to be a slinky dog roller coaster, and they've released a POV shot of you riding on the roller coaster, and it looks like it's going to be really, really cool at night. Uh, the entire thing is built to look like a, a Hot Wheels track. Oh, my gosh. And they said that all the different things light up, so when you're driving through it, it's going you know, to be You know, I've never up. been to Disney, and then they just keep adding things, and... I'm just going to have too much to do. There's going to be so much Which is great. Do. I'm not <laughs> complaining. You'll just have to go for two weeks. Yeah. Or six. <laughs> or Probably forever. Six. Just move there. <laughs> I live there now. You guys can help that make that happen. Send me to Disney. <laughs> um, so Brooke doesn't... Uh, she might know what this means still. Uh, so Disney is very big on having their outdoor animatronics for th- certain things. Um do I not know what an animatronic is? Is that well, what you're getting at? No. Well, the concept of like the outdoor animatronic is it's like a thing that kind of is like, hey, come on into this ride. But they've kind of shied away from doing it because they tend to be a little annoying. Uh, they used to have a bunch of birds outside of the Enchanted Tiki Room that would yell at you to come in. Uh, but people just don't feel like being yelled at by fictional characters all day. Um, but in Toy Story Land, they're actually going to have uh, outdoor animatronics of Mr. Spell and Wheezy the Penguin. Will be out there uh, singing "You Got a Friend in Me" to like remind you that you're in Toy Story Land, and as they, if you would forget. And they yeah, right. announced that the Mr. Potato Head animatronic that has been missing for about a year for repairs will re-debut outside of Toy Story Land. Aww. Oh man, I missed him so much every time I went there. I was like, "Where is Mr. Potato Head?" <laughs> Uh, and by the time this episode comes out, uh, between June 11th and June 18th, the Toy Story Midway Mania will be closed so they can move it. I, don't even I know was just going to ask, being a Hollywood series, that's where the Toy Story ride is currently. Yeah. So I was about to ask you where in the park they're adding that that's that piece. So they're they're going to move that into the Toy Story Land, and then what used to be Midway Mania is actually going to become a rest area for the people who work at Disney to, like, get changed out of costumes. Okay. Where in Hollywood Studios are they putting the entrance to Toy Story Land? 
So it's actually right before you get to where the Toy Story ride is currently. When I was down there a couple months ago, it was all blocked off and barricaded, so you can't see over there. But it just had a drawing of a bunch of army men standing outside of a caution sign. Of course it did. Because everything that they do in Disney has that Disney twist, even if it's telling you that you can't see something just yet. I mean, would they just put up a wall and be like, sorry, close for business right now. Like That would be cheap. I'm surprised it wasn't a hologram of the army man talking to you. Right? Like, keep it moving. Literally. This one's more for Brooke. There's going to be a frozen theme land that comes to Disney Hong Kong. Why? Don't tell me these things if I can't go. (laughs) It's in Hong Kong. Well, we never know how big this show could get. Maybe one day we go to Disney Hong Kong. Uh, (laughs) This includes... (laughs) This this land will include a frozen-themed roller coaster... Uh, which will be similar in the design of the Snow White minecart roller coaster that's currently in Magic Kingdom. And there's also a frozen land that will be coming to Disneyland Paris. And both of these Send me are, there. <laughs> and both of these are estimated to open in 2020, 2021. Great. So Send me for my 30th birthday. There you go. It's kind of crazy to think how quickly they pump those parks out. Yeah. It's insane. Because, like, the Toy Story Land and the Pixar Pier was only announced maybe a year ago. Yeah. And they're already about to open both of them in just a month or two's time. I would be curious to know how many workers and how many hours total were spent, like, for these things. Have you ever seen the time-lapse video of when they have to take down all of the Halloween decorations to put up all of the Christmas decorations in 10 hours? What? So just... (laughs) <laughs> Knowing that I've been there during Halloween, I I have no clue how that that ha- it takes someone in like a household like myself like three weeks to make that change. There, someone released a time lapse video where it's literally they just have fire trucks just running down all what? of the streets as people are just taking down all the Halloween decorations while right behind them is a second fire truck that's putting up all of the Christmas stuff and they. Can't start doing it until the last person leaves the park after Mickey's not-so-scary Halloween celebration, which goes until about 12 or 1 in the morning. Uh-huh. And then they have to be ready for the park to open at 8 a.m. with all of the Christmas decorations up. So it's less than 10 hours. They do. Why the do they trip. go straight from Halloween to Christmas? Well, I mean, what do you do for Thanksgiving decorations? Calm down for a second. <laughs> Take yeah. a breather. Relax. Yeah, that's a Disney. very good point. There's no, <laughs> but rela- no. there's no relaxing in Disney. It was really cool when I was there a couple of years ago. We went for Halloween and to go to Magic Kingdom one day and it's this giant Halloween display and then to literally go the next morning and it was a full Christmas world mm-hmm. was very surreal. But it keeps that magic. You know, It'd be not, really jarring. It was weird. It was weird to be like that excited about Christmas suddenly when Halloween had just ended the night prior. But mm-hmm. it's hard to not be excited about Christmas when you're in Disneyland. Take and it's decorated for Christmas. I would want to relax for a second. <laughs> um, so I, I put this one on the list with a question mark. Uh, Saudi Arabia Disney Park might be coming soon, um, which is a little bit of a mislead, uh, but it's been requested by the Prince of Saudi Arabia, uh, but there has been no definitive answer from Disney on that particular request. Requested by the Prince, <laughs> the Prince of, of Saudi, Saudi Arabia. Arabia. Put a Disney Park here. <laughs> so... This one caught my attention because the Prince of Saudi Arabia also just recently requested that the WWE have a special pay-per-view there that they did last month. So it's kind of like he's just throwing out demands left and right lately. Yeah. But it seems like he's very like child at heart. If these are like the things that he's requesting right out the gate is he's like, I want wrestling and I want Disney. Like the MJ of Saudi Arabia. I guess. 
So we're going to go over to Epcot for a couple pieces of news now. So I'm, I'm excited about this next one. Disney World is starting to build a Guardians of the Galaxy roller coaster that's going to come to Epcot. Does that mean Chris Pratt's going to be there? He'll probably be there for the grand opening. We'll try to get that. Yeah, send, right. me, send me when he's there. I'm interested to see what they do for this because in Disneyland, they tore down the Tower of Terror and turned it into a Guardians of the Galaxy ride. The, but they wait, chose, the Tower of Terror is not there anymore? Not in Disneyland in California. The one in Florida still oh, has it. Okay. So I There's think, a lot of confusion yeah. between oh. parks. I was very confused for a second. Well, I was going to say, normally they try to mirror as much as they can, but it, they're saying roller coaster for this one, which sounds like it. You know, like they're doing their own unique brand new thing down in Florida for Guardians of the Galaxy, which is really exciting. And coming with the Guardians of the Galaxy roller coaster will also be that Epcot's going to open a space-themed restaurant right next to it. So I think this is going to go kind of near where the, the giant ball is when you first walk into epcot that's all outer space based things anyway i love guardians of the galaxy i'll just be upfront about that i know we don't talk about a lot of marvel stuff but i love guardians of the galaxy that has a really good storyline it does and they're really fun and they were major characters in uh Infinity and i just War. i imagine star lord or peter quill to just be space andy dwyer and it's my favorite. <laughs> I mean, he kind of is. They should just get rid of the ride that's in Epcot and put that restaurant in there. Yeah. Although that, ri- <sighs> that Inside ride the giant has ball. like, yeah, I kind of like it. I kind of love it, but I kind of hate it. It's a nice, relaxing little ride. Yeah. It's yeah, just it's like- so relaxing, right? <laughs> I know. Every time I've been on it, I'm just like, I'm so chill. Oh, have you ever been to Hershey Chocolate World? <laughs> Yeah. It's, it's that, that kind of ride. I have been there. It's that kind of ride. So, yeah. So, you're, like, not really doing much. You're just cruising. <laughs> you're cruising and learning about the entire history of the planet. So, it's, like, starts off with, like, caveman days, and then it goes into, like, the Renaissance period, and then, like, when the printing press was invented and all that stuff. But then you get to build what your future is going to be. Yeah, and that's kind of fun. They take your picture at the very beginning of the ride, and then... It's you remember Jibber Jab, that website where they would just take your face and put it on cartoon bodies? No. Oh. Well it's basically they're like they're like in your plan your perfect vacation in like the year three thousand and you're like, Oh, I'm gonna have a flying car and I'm gonna go to the beach and then it's just these cartoon bodies with your face on it and it's like, I'm going to the beach. So let's replace that <laughs> with the spacing restaurant. Let's talk about something else that's really cool that's coming to Disney World. I, I think this is across all of them, but uh, Disney has the Disney Experience app, which is whenever you go down there, it has all of your stuff. It has your Fast Passes in there. It has all of your restaurant reservations. And coming up soon is a digital key, which would allow you to unlock your hotel room through your phone instead of having to carry the access key with you. Seems pretty cool, but it also seems like extra it seems slightly dangerous to me in a weird way but i don't know but i think that's really cool i'm looking forward to trying that out next time i'm in disney yeah you always gotta worry about security and stuff like that but it i mean it's just keeping up with the times less things you have to carry around and be mindful of everybody keeps their phone on them the whole time so why not just rope it all into one app does make sense and talking about keeping up with the times they're finally updating their transportation for the 50 year anniversary <gasps> what are uh, they doing well they're updating the monorails which have been the exact same monorail since the day the park opened 50 years ago. They look great, though. The doors have been having trouble closing. Oh. <laughs> so, so they're updating that. 
Uh, they're looking into the possibility of getting a self-driving car that will take people between the parks. Uh, currently, they're utilizing self-driving cars to get cast members to places quicker. Hmm. But I am one of those people who will never trust a self-driving car that seems like a lot of potential for something terrifying. I have a quick little argument for that. If you fly on a plane, remember that pilots use a lot of automation to get you from point A to point Z. It's kind of doing the same thing in a car on the road. Yeah, but there's still someone sitting in the seat in case things go haywire. You're in the car. Am I supposed to lean over and be like, no? (laughs) Yeah. Last time that we were on talking about the news, we were talking about the Disney Skyliner, which was going to be the air transport. Yes. Uh, They've already begun construction of that. And the goal is that it's going to be complete by late spring of 2019. Of course. So if we go to Disney at the time that we plan to go to Disney, we'll be able to check out the Skyliner. You think, you know, we keep talking about all this stuff they're building, and uh, they need to adopt whatever Disney does to our government and, like, our road infrastructure, <laughs> particularly in the state of Pennsylvania. Cause well, you don't like all the potholes and the, the lack of desire to update the streets? Yeah, I mean, imagine they can freaking change a park from Halloween to Christmas in 10 hours. <laughs> we got to take 20 years to do a five-mile stretch of road. That's true. <laughs> I have no argument there. I think it'll be interesting to see all of the stuff that they're doing with the 50-year anniversary just like a year away. I don't know if they're going to turn the magic or the castle into a giant cake again like they did for the 25-year anniversary. Yeah. Uh, that was one of the ugliest <clears throat> designs they've ever done, so hopefully they steer clear from that. This one will excite both of you, not so much me, but <laughs> Disney has announced that they will start serving alcohol at all of the Magic Kingdom restaurants. So they didn't before? No, 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 no. It's like they know I'm about to come, you know. <laughs> They're like, we must prepare. She's going to be here, finally. Let's, <laughs> let's serve alcohol. Yeah. She can get drunk at places other than Epcot. Yeah, Epcot and what, downtown yeah. Disney? Disney Springs now. Oh, sorry. I mean, I don't want to be drunk in Disney World. Like, I want to be a little buzzed. That's fine. (laughs) But I don't want to be sloppy and gross. Yeah, that's nice, because then there probably won't won't get as crowded in Epcot in downtown Disney. Yeah. And I'm going to keep calling it downtown Disney. But people go there just to drink. You think of all the people that are there for a family vacation for Mm -hmm. a week. They need to drink. You're limited to two (laughs) parks that you can drink in if you're going to them that week. That's awesome. Throw a third option. Are they gonna, so they're going to serve alcohol in Animal Kingdom? Well, just Magic Kingdom, they said. Not Animal oh, Kingdom. Oh, okay. I thought, or I thought it said studios. all parks, but I'm an idiot. So Did I write all parks? I guess it... All yeah. Magic Kingdom no. restaurants. There I'm just, go. you know, <laughs> I don't have my glasses on. So, so this one was kind of... There's a lot going on here. So Disney had plans to build what was called the Magic Kingdom Theater. Uh, and this had been in their plans for many, many years. They've scrapped that out of the blue. What was the Magic Kingdom theater? So the idea would be that there would be constantly changing stage shows there. That you would see, like, Broadway-level stage shows. But they would do different ones every couple months. That's been scrapped temporarily. They don't know what's going to happen. But right now they're canceling it. Uh, and using the money for that to fix Stitch's Great Escape, which has been kind of... Not very popular and very disappointing amongst fans anyway. So they're thinking about tearing it apart and rebuilding it as something else. Uh, And one of the rumors is that there is supposed to be some type of Wreck-It Ralph themed ride coming soon. So the idea is possibly they're reimagining Stitch's Great Escape to be a Wreck-It Ralph ride. 
How does Wreck-It Ralph fit into Tomorrowland, though? Why don't they just have an arcade for Wreck-It Ralph? It's Disney. Yeah, they can oh. just do the same You haven't thing. seen Wreck-It Ralph yet, though. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't. You, they have to immerse you in the game. Which you was, can't play the game. Which I've never been on Stitch's Great Escape, but I was on the ride that used to be in that area, which is, uh, I, one day I'll do an episode on it, because it's the scariest ride that has ever existed in Disney. Uh, Alien Encounter. Oh. Where they accidentally transport an alien into the building where you're sitting, and it breaks out of the glass and starts to attack people. What? Yeah. That's horrifying. It was a very controversial <laughs> ride. It had, like, a giant, like, no one over 17 recommend it, but, like, parents were still bringing, like, their, like, three-year-olds on the ride, and eventually they shut it down and turned it into Stitch, where instead Stitch just... It is a disappointment. Yeah, he just breaks out and like perps on you. The little Tomorrowland like <laughs> rail that goes over it yeah. is more entertaining. <laughs> the people mover. Yes, um, but I think I could see how they could utilize some of that to build a thing where you get like sucked into an arcade, maybe, and use a lot of like their three D projections to to make that really come alive. But bouncing back to the canceled Magic Kingdom theater. Uh, the president of Disney World went to Disneyland Paris and was very impressed by a show called Mickey and the Magician, which is basically a live Broadway show version of The Sorcerer's Apprentice that incorporates all different types of characters from Disney films. So, like, they have a talking puppet of, um, I'm blanking on his name, but the candlestick from Lumiere. 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 There's, like, a Lumiere. talking puppet of that and a bunch of other stuff. And he, he, they desperately want to bring it to the Florida park. So one of the rumors is instead of canceling the Magic Kingdom Theater, they might move it over to Hollywood Studios, and it would replace the Journey of the Little Mermaid show that's been there for like 20 years, Um, because they really haven't updated anything on that. Like, if you went to that when you were five, it's the exact same (laughs) Journey of the Little Mermaid that you remembered 20 years ago, because they don't have the, the money to update like the Ursula animatronic or anything else that's part of that show Mm -hmm. um so that should be interesting also getting updated is that they're going to have a walk around character in the park outside of pirates of the female pirate red that was just recently debuted uh which i think is actually really cool i think that it's cool that there's going to be like a female representation of the pirates ride Mm -hmm. that little girls can look up to and want to be a pirate since previously it was just all girls hand like tied up spoiler alert we all already want to be pirates (laughs) all women want to be pirates we want to cause destruction you want to pillage yeah i do uh so there's only two more things that i have they're not really news based uh one is a rumor and one's a, a celebration and something worthy of celebrating so this month, uh, we're not going to do an episode on it, but on June 27th, it will be the 10-year anniversary of Wally's release. Wally. Wally. I love Wally. that. So I, I love figured, that little Also guy. known as the Jesus robot. <laughs> Jesus robot. <laughs> so I, since we're not going to do a Wally episode uh, this month, we have something else that we're going to talk about for their 20-year anniversary this month. Um, do you guys have any... Uh, Wally memories that you want to talk about? Um, I don't have any like, you know, super crazy or sentimental Wally stories or moments or memories. I just really think that movie is adorable and I think it has a really good message. I love it. I love Wally. I want to squeeze him. He gives me cute aggression. <laughs> I just want to punch something in the face when I see him. The super fat, overweight people 
that aren't on the planet still stick with me as to like how real that is. Yeah, it is. I watch my six hundred pound life. Mm-hmm. I see that, like when they're little scooter things with their TVs yeah, right with, in their like, face. Yeah, like the iPad, like right here. There's like, Bleh. and that was like before. Like that was still early ten years enough. ago. Yeah. yeah, we didn't have the tech boom we do now, and that's what I mean. Like, fucking Wally's right on point with that. <laughs> they were robot Jesus. I remember it I... is robot Jesus. <laughs> I remember I saw that in theaters on a on a date with with the uh, with my last girlfriend. We actually went and saw Wally. And I remember getting so choked up throughout that movie. It, I feel like Up really overshadows it a little bit for like a great opening sequence. But I do love the first like 15 minutes of Wally, where there's no dialogue whatsoever. And it's just him riding around in this garbage heap, basically. And you're just learning to love this character just by the way he is around things without speaking. Mm-hmm. It was very cool. They basically did a pseudo silent film for like half of a movie uh, and really like made you care about Wally and Eva. Well, I think the, the silence really, it's very dramatic. And I think they did that on purpose to show you like the gravity of the situation. Yeah. You know, this is, it's, you know, about conservation and, you know, being environmentally friendly and green and it's all really important things. And by making it silent and not having all this dialogue, it, it makes it stand out more. I think that's fair. And then the last one is just a rumor. Uh, it's a rumor that's floating around, so I didn't want to make it an actual official news piece. Rumor but has it. In rumor. Animal Kingdom, there was a dinosaur land, which is kind of like the bane of a lot of people's existence. They don't really like that it's there. It doesn't really fit in with the rest of the park that well. No. And the only like e-ticket ride there is Dinosaur, which is a very nauseating, violent ride. Um, just jerks you all around in like complete darkness, and then every once in a while, like a dinosaur explodes out of a wall and, and roars at you. Um, the rumor is that that's being closed down and will be replaced with an Indiana Jones ride, which I don't know how that ties into Animal Kingdom either. Yeah. Isn't there already an Indiana Jones there's, ride? There's a stunt show in Hollywood oh, Studios. That's it. It's a yeah. stunt show. There's a ride in Disneyland. And people were wondering if they're just going to convert that into that ride. But Disney's saying that it's going to be a completely new storyline that ties into Indiana Jones saving some type of jungle. Like it's going to have like a concert, uh, like a conservation element to the Indiana Jones ride. But I, I don't know. I mean, maybe this means that there's going to be an Indiana Jones wandering around Animal Kingdom. Ooh, he could be cute. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Probably not. It's just old ass Harrison Ford walking around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Leave me alone. Yeah, don't <laughs> look at me. <laughs> but that's all I've got for the uh, for the news for this one, guys. So uh, if you guys here have any news stuff that you want us to talk about, obviously. No, I just us. want to know if there's relation between Winnie the Pooh and Winifred Sanderson. So Somebody if anyone knows that, that. <laughs> let me know. Well, based on Could last be the week's next episode, theory. yeah, I was gonna say yeah. based on last week's episode, I'll create my own crazy theory. <laughs> <laughs> just keep looking, dig deep enough, and you can literally build your story about how hope. Or focused. just not dig deep at all and just make crazy shit up. <laughs> Robot Jesus. As long as your website looks good, people are gonna yeah, believe you. Yeah, it's gonna be totally believable. 
Okay, so that's the news, but tune in next week when Andrew and I struggle to build our own Disney Mount Rushmore. In the meantime, you can reach us by email at disneytopodcast at gmail.com or on our Facebook page or our new Twitter account at Disneyto Podcast. Hey!